Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's the boy Andy Seep, and welcome back to another podcast episode of the Seep Talk. Now, before we get right into it, obviously, you guys see the title. We got two guests hopping on the mic today. I just wanted to quickly say, wake up. It's the first of the month. Sunday, October 1st is upon us. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys stay blessed out there. I love you guys. And with that being said, shit, let's get right into it. It's the boy. All right, so we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seep Talk Podcast. I'm your boy, Andy Seep. I got a special guest with us today. My what boy, is Dakota up? Layden. Yo. Got my co-host here, X. Been a while since yes, we co-hosted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> obviously... Dakota, introduce yourself. Let everyone know who you are. Yo, so I'm Dakota Layden. I'm uh, born and raised in Lakeville, Minnesota, and I was uh, lucky enough to do a TV show for four years called Destination Fear. It was yes, on sir. Discovery on Travel Channel. It was a paranormal show, scary stuff. And uh, yeah, I got to produce the show. I edited the show. I starred in it. And um, I did it with some of my friends who I grew up with in Minnesota. And uh it's crazy. We did four years of that, and now we're on YouTube. We brought the show to YouTube, and we're doing even better there than on TV. Which is that's a very smart move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because we had a cable TV show, and so all my life I was like, "This is huge!" Like we are on yeah. TV. No, yeah. But then we got to that point, and I look. I'm looking back, like going, "Oh my god, this is not huge. This is old. This is the old <laughs> yeah, news." Yeah, and, yeah. Like I was so hard to get a young base on cable because unless their parents had cable, they yeah. these kids weren't watching it. Yeah. So now that we're that's on true. YouTube, it's crazy. Like the internet's that's way true. better. Yeah. Who'd have thought? No, that's true. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, like I said, I got my brother X here co-hosting for this one. Now, X, your two questions you always start out with. I want to ask my man Dakota. Got you. So, on a scale from <laughs> one to ten, I need your honest opinion. Okay. <laughs> I need your in-depth opi- opinion. <laughs> okay. On a scale from one to ten, where's your mental and where's your physical? Okay. Physical health? Yep. I'll start with that since it's probably worse. Um... So I, because I do the editing on the show mm-hmm. and the YouTube channel, I mean, if people go check it out, like it's not easy editing. I'm trying to edit what looks like a TV show on YouTube. So I'm in a chair for 12 hours a day, Damn. Monday to it Saturday. Looks pretty, I was looking at your Instagram, like some of the short clips you have on there. Do you do all the editing yourself? I do all the episodes, yeah. Some That's of the good. clips get cut down, but like... <laughs> It's not physical health, not the best. Mm-hmm. I could be doing better. I try to work out every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, the amount of sitting I do, it's so unhealthy. I actually bought an Oculus, you know, the meta yep, thing, yeah. just for that, where I'm like, I have to end every day doing something standing up. Like, right, right. Okay. I try to do, that's like, good, push-ups good. and sit-ups throughout the week. I was listening to a, a Joe Rogan podcast literally the other day, and he was, like, telling how, like, he's like, yeah, you, you need to, like, if you're not moving, like, you've got to move. Like, you're going to die. And like, at least do like ten push-ups a day, and literally as he's saying that, I'm like doing push-ups. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like Joe. Joe Rogan is very motivational, without a doubt. But so physical health, you know, could be better. Mental health has been great, though. Honestly, moving to YouTube was a nice mental health That's break. Great, really, I think when I worked with the television show, like we, I was producing it and editing it, but then the network travel channel they note it every time two rounds of notes and that took a toll especially if you're someone who's creative like you tend to like fall in love with your project someone comes in with some stupid note and you're like it literally i had probably several hours every day just battling the network like the creative differences and all that Mm -hmm. and it was not like you know it's not like we were like fighting yelling at each other but it was more like how do i 
how do I fight for what I want, but also still maintain this relationship? Right, right. No, I get it. It's your own work. I get it. You want to put your own work out there and not have someone else. But you, someone else can't picture your vision that's in your head. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying on that. Yeah. So mental health, it's doing good, though. It's really good. I think I've just been so lucky to have this YouTube success yeah, and yeah. this show. Like, that's what I Anytime I get, like, down and negative, that's, I always go there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Your 15-year-old self would be crapping his pants True. right now. Like, this is <laughs> what you're doing. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ask, what about you? Where's your physical mental life? Yeah, where's it at? <laughs> <laughs> physical, I'm going to have to say, um, I'm going to say a nine physical. Okay. Nice. This has been feeling great lately. Yep. You know, been like in the gym still pretty consistently. Uh, I've been almost doing like six times a week now. Oh, so damn. That, that's six. pretty. That's that, a 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, right yeah, yeah. So that's pretty wild. <laughs> Especially because uh, I work in like a lot of long hours now. So I go at random times. So yep. my days are so busy right now. But I'm still like trying to find a way to get the gym in there. Mm-hmm. Even if it's at a random time. And then mentally, I'm going to say um, eight. Probably going to say eight for mentally. Everything's going good, I would say. Um, I, I actually feel like... Like, compared to physically and mentally, because my body feel good, I feel good. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah. getting my work done. I'm staying yep. busy. You know, I'm staying active. I'm staying in shape. You know, you're staying healthy. So yeah, so I know I'm staying healthy. Mind, so, I'm about, right there, I'm about so to right say... Um, good. These are good numbers. <laughs> I want to say eight. <laughs> I want to say eight good for me. What about yourself? Now, back to you. Man, I would say, physically, I would say, like, I'm at eight or nine. Because, obviously, like, you are, like, in the gym every day. You know, with my dog, Jordan, just constantly putting in that work. Mm-hmm. So... Once you get that routine, once you get that mindset, you know, the numbers will stay high. It won't yeah. drop off, I feel like. And then mentally, I want to say eight or nine. You know, I've been good just keeping my, obviously, like, my mind right. The only thing that I would say is, like, sometimes I feel like I just be too hard on myself. Yeah. Like, you know, you set, like, so high expectations for yourself, which is good. But then I feel like what comes with setting high expectations with yourself is you're too focused on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, for me, true. sometimes I'd, like... I'm so focused on, like, well, I got to do this, I got to do that, that I just don't even, like, naturally live in the moment. Like, you know, I got yeah, to live in the moment. Yeah, that hits me. That hits so, me sometimes. But, I mean, it's part of life. It's part of growth, growing <laughs> up. So, still solid numbers. Obviously, we can improve every day, but I'd say that's where it is for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's living in the moment. Oh, yeah. You got it. That's, like, a big life lesson I've took the last couple of years. Like, if something bad's happening, you want time to go fa- fa- faster because you're yeah. like, F this. I right. just want yeah. this to be over. But then I've noticed, too, like, when good things happen or are happening it's like the same feeling like i want this to speed up i can't wait to see where this ends that's true and then like next thing you know it ends and you're like oh my god i didn't remember any of that i I needed to live in the moment exactly i like how you said that and i remember listening to a quote that just said distancing yourself from the end goal because if you only focus on the end goal then like once you get to the end it's like damn it's like what's next so that's something I'm trying to find a good balance Enjoy with. Enjoy the ride. No, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Live the moment. Live the moment. But no, it's so true. I wish I did more of that the last couple of years. It's not till recently that I've put that together where I'm like, ah, dude, like you need to just like take mental pictures more and just be yeah, in the moment. That's it's true. It's so hard. It's so hard. Especially when things are down or up. It's like, yep. it's hard to stay balanced. I saw some quote, like, uh, I think it was DeCap. No, yeah, De Niro. And he basically said that, that like, his biggest advice to actors was always stay level-headed. Like, if you have the best news of your life, stay at a 5. Don't go to a 10. If you have the worst news, stay at a 5. Like, don't ever... Because, like, the ups and downs are, like, kind of what ruin you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you don't want to become like that. But Yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, because the bads, like... I think we focus a little bit too much on the bads as uh-huh. people because sometimes a bad is actually good oh, because you need the, the bad stuff yeah. to happen to you yeah. to, to progress over the bad stuff and learn and develop from it. 
I mean, so that's what I've been starting to learn myself you know, over, you know, lately. Just if something bad happens, like I don't take it as an L. You just no. you just take it as a W because yeah. you're learning from it. I mean, literally five or six months ago, my TV show got canceled. Worst news of my life. Sinking feeling. Just woke mm-hmm. woke up like worse than a breakup. It's just like what? It's over. And then three months later, I'm in a better place. Like it's exactly. Just, yep. you, if I would have sulked and sat and like just been depressed, I wouldn't have been here. But now. I have a more successful YouTube channel. I'm much happier. Mm-hmm. The bounce um, back. Hell yeah. The bounce back. Honestly, great. every negative in my life. Like, literally, this is, like, going way back to, like, before we even made the show. The reason I came up with the idea for the show was a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. I was oh. like... Oh, really? Hey, that's what's up. <laughs> literally. Hey, that's the best. That's so that's funny. That's the best revenge you could get that's right so there. Funny. It was literally that. I'm like, that I don't want to so think funny. about this bitch all day. Yeah. <laughs> can we swear on this? I don't know. Nah, yeah, you cuss on <laughs> That is so funny. And I came up with this idea. I'm like, this would be a really fun concept. And next thing you know, three years later, it's a TV show. I'm no, like, yeah. well, thank God we broke up. <laughs> every dude, every negative, if you just spin it in a positive light, y'all. You grow from it. That's true. 100%. Hey, Andy, you might as well tell them why you started your podcast. Right? <laughs> Man, <laughs> you might, might as well, bro. You might as well tell them that. Strike a chord. Nah, I mean, like, obviously, like, I was going through a lot last summer. Uh, I just went, like, through a shitty breakup. I try not mm. to talk about it, like, too much on the podcast because, you know, it's done and over with and, you know, I don't want to bring up the past. But it was relevant, though, I have to say. Yeah, it was, it was relevant, relevant, so it's fine. But, like, you know, just going through a breakup and shit, just, uh, you know, going actually, at that time, I was going through a lot, like, mentally, too. It's like... I was living in that apartment I had with Tavian, oh, yeah. and, like, you know, it was just a terrible apartment, and then, like, we had a football team, and, like, Alex, I don't know if you remember, but we were getting gunned on Facebook, that's, like, I think we came off our worst season for <laughs> yeah. that, and, like, people are at your head, and then, no, like, yeah. I, I wasn't working at the time, so it was just a lot, but, like, obviously, like, a breakup sparked it, and I was like, you know what, like, you know, I could go out, I could do this, I could do that, like, mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's not me, might as well just, I don't know, just keep building, so... That's, that's right. what you gotta do. We're here now, so I feel like that's what makes the best people, or or makes the worst of people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. How they deal with crisis. It's not yeah, how you very, deal. I'm with, very big on that. Yeah. Like, what's the quote? Pressure either makes diamonds or burst pipes. Like yeah. in that moment, it's like you really gotta figure out who you are, and you don't wanna. Like, what is that? Like Eminem lyric? Like you don't wanna lose yourself in the moment. Like yeah. you just gotta. It's hard, but, like, if you're at the bottom, like, think about it. The only way to go is up. Oh, yeah. But, like, you have to take those steps up. You can't Mm -hmm. just... No one's going to guide you or lift you up, so... I think that, like... And then, like, Andrew Chase said this, too. I'm sorry for my agitators, <laughs> yeah. but he said some valid stuff hey, sometimes. Some good stuff. No, he yeah. say some good shit. He would say you need to go through something bad to, like, be, like, progress over life. Because he oh, said 100%. that, like, people who just, like, go throughout life, just walking, nothing, like, bad happened to them, like... They just dilly dally. They don't get to where they want to. But a person that you know had like, something bad happen to them, you know they were sad for a little bit. Like you say, your show got canceled, mm-hmm. and then you're, you know you're sad for a little bit, and you picked it up, you bounced back. If that would never happen to you, probably wouldn't be having a YouTube show. No. Yeah. So I, I'm like very high on if, like if something bad hasn't happened to you, like you probably not gonna get it until you get it. It's like one of those things that like you just don't get it until you get it, mm-hmm. yeah, unless something like traumatizing yeah. happens to you. Yeah, so I'm, I feel like there's a uh, with success and like starting stuff like this too. Like you almost have to pay your dues. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. feel like, like yeah. you have. No one just picks up a pot, a microphone and just makes it big the next day. Yeah, like, no, you no. gotta pay your dues. It could be years or whatever, and then but you'll f- see so much benefit as long as you try. That's Even great. like writers too, though. Like, cause I do a lot of writing on the side. I've never sold a script or anything, but like 
that the best writers are the ones who've went through the most crisis. Yeah. 100%. If you're some guy who's been locked in his room his whole life, you're not going to really write and be relatable. But yeah, if true. you've been through so much, you can make the best stories. Like who was that uh, blind um, or blind or deaf, Arthur? Oh, yeah. Um, I was, oh, uh, gosh, not Steinbeck. I don't even know. I forgot her name. I know it was a woman. Yeah, freak. Like, like author? Or like Author, yeah. She wrote books. Man, I don't she was like death or blind. I can't oh, remember which me, one it was. Damn, I don't know. Dude, it was like, I'm, like, I'm just like, <laughs> that's wild, though. Like, now she can just have a this, like disability like that and still yeah. go off like that. That's tough. I could yeah. do that. I'll have to look that up because I seem curious. <laughs> and this is like very off topic but bro your view is so distracting right oh, now yeah, right. I've just been doing nothing yeah, but looking looking yeah, out this view nice, isn't nice. that so cool no it is this is like peaceful it's the best place I guess I just got a cabin in Lakeville <laughs> like a little cabin home close to where I grew up and uh, that's what we're looking at and it's pretty cool I mean this is the reason I bought it though was yeah. this view it was literally a mental health reason because I'm like that's I nice. live in Vegas six months out of the year like, I need a place that I can just oh, go home. Oh, that's yeah. smart. That is smart. Just you got to relax. You, you go from Vegas from high speed to, like, a common. Oh, like It's so I, nice. I, I feel it. Yeah. That's a smart move. Yeah, I had to do it. That's very smart. That's nice. <laughs> so, Coda, obviously, you mentioned everything you do. We talked a little bit. We'll get all into that shortly. Nice. But let's talk about life before that. Where'd you grow up, obviously? Go to school. And what'd you do, like, any work before you did your big TV show? Yeah, so I did... I grew up in Lakeville, Minnesota. Went to all the Lakeville schools, yes, Lakeville sir. South. And uh, it's funny, when I was in middle school, I, I really seriously started filming and editing okay. and doing content. And then by the time I was in high school, I was posting on YouTube to a different page that had, like, 60,000 subscribers which at the time was really good because there was not a lot of big YouTubers Yeah, and uh, so I actually made that my living in high school didn't really get paid a ton but just a little bit okay those uh, are big numbers for back then too yeah Yeah. it was crazy and so I did that and then basically yeah high school ended and I went to uh, instead of going to college I knew I didn't want to go to college because like the debt and everything Mm -hmm. and the skills I had acquired I'm like I feel like I'm above my age group and i should i just i'm gonna waste time and so i went and worked on movie sets for two years and i was the ultimate just biatch on that on those sets like people i was the guy getting coffee organic cold pressed juices for celebrities and it was crazy but from those two years and a bad breakup i was able to like kind of the second i left after those two years i had this idea i'm like I really like getting scared. I love going to haunted buildings. And I know some of me and my friends love yeah. to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this idea where I go to the do a road trip and spend the night and sleep alone at some of the scariest asylums. And it was a total passion project. Next thing you know, I edit the whole thing together. And two years later, I get a phone call from Discovery Channel saying, really? we've seen your sizzle reel, which is what they call it. Okay. Uh, it's like a seven-minute version of the movie. It's like an epic trailer. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've seen your sizzle reel, and we want to buy it. And I'm just like, holy crap, this is <laughs> happening. But literally, like, that's one thing going in with, like, mental. And, like, it wasn't yeah. like it just happened, too. I did two years of being a total, like, just grinding. grinding yeah. And doing things that were just not fun. And yeah. then two years after that I was for those other two years after that I was a camera operator on the show Ghost Adventures which is another show ghost show and uh, for almost two whole years I just four years I didn't know what was going to happen with this project and yep. just thought it was dead and then got a call literally out of the blue mm-hmm. 
That's what's up. I like how you said that, like, you were talking about the two years when you were just, like, at that... What movie studio were you at doing all that work? Uh, Lionsgate. Oh, so they, oh, oh they, damn. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, yeah. He said yeah. that so calm, yeah. too. Like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, like, uh, so I did a movie called... There was the Divergent series, which was after the Hunger Games. Yeah, so I heard like about Insurgent, that. Divergent, yep. Allegiant. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, so I did Allegiant. Uh, I did that one. I did a Bruce Willis movie in Ohio that never actually got released. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they shut down after like three weeks of filming, and then it was crazy. Yeah. And then I did a Vin Diesel movie called The Last Witch Hunter. Uh, and uh, yeah. Damn. after that, I did a smaller indie movie as a, as an assistant director here in Minnesota, actually. Okay. And then, so that was like almost two years of my life right there. That's crazy. Nice. Yeah. Who was your favorite actor you worked with during that time then? Uh, you know... A lot of them are really cool. Uh, I'd say my two overall... I did a TV show called... Uh, it was a pilot for a show with Brooke Shields. She's like an older actress. Star. Okay. My parents would probably love her. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was super cool in person. Just unreal. Um, but on that last Witch Hunter movie... Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh. Uh, Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings. He's a Bilbo... Or he plays Frodo. Yeah, okay. He's the main hobbit in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, he was on that movie and he was so cool. Like, I've met some really sh- crappy actors that are yeah. just way too in there. A lot of them like actually. Snobby. Yeah. snobby. Everything you'd imagine. And he was the opposite of that. Like, he would show up early or stay late and just hang out with the crew. It was like yeah. unreal. He just he went, made it a point on like most days to like shake hands and go talk to yeah. most departments on the set. By the end of the movie, he threw like a party for the the crew and DJed it and like yeah, that's, just that's crazy. Totally down to earth. Like I was at the laundromat doing my laundry in some crappy little laundry mat in Pittsburgh. And all of a sudden, it's like Sunday, and he's behind me doing his laundry with, like, a hood on. I'm like, Elijah? <laughs> and he's, like, doing his laundry. He goes, what's up? And, like, if you just knew, like, what Vin Diesel and some of these other actors were doing, it's like they'd have, like, ten people taking yeah. care of them. I'm like, yeah. If you're doing yeah. your laundry on your day off? <laughs> oh, my God. That's humble. Yeah. But there's a difference. I've said, I've said this before, but, like, there's a difference between actors and movie stars. Because he was an actor. Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. Movie stars, like Vin Diesel, he was more of a movie star, where it's like he's not really caring about the oh, acting. Really? He's caring about the the payoff. I'm just going to ask you, how, oh. was, how was Vin Diesel? Like, Dude, how, was, how was his personality? Did you ever Fast seen, and Furious. <laughs> you ever seen him and The Rock have beef with it, Fast and Furious? Yeah. Like, I told the second it happened, I was like, I get it. I'm on Team Rock. Like, <laughs> Vin Diesel was really nice to the PAs in my department, so I can't say he was ever mean to me or anyone that I saw. But he was just disrespectful with time. Like he would, we yeah. had a whole day where he didn't show up in the middle of a. Um, we were like underground, several hundred feet in a mine, and we were setting <laughs> really? up all day. And he showed up at like noon. Walks down, takes like one look at it, and then goes up out of the mine. Everyone thinks he's like doing makeup or something, and he just doesn't show up the rest of the day. And wow. uh, what? like on a movie set that's that big, like that's almost a million dollar day there. Yeah. Like, Damn, and really? so they wasted a million dollars that day, and he was just different. Oh, shoot. Okay. There we go. We should be good. We back. Yeah, I mean, I will say he wasn't mean to me. He wasn't mean to anyone, but he definitely gave me just a bad vibe of like, ah, like I want to be more like the Elijah Wood. Where yeah. like, you know, he yeah. likes the art form and is there because he's he's humble. Someone like Vin, I'm like, oh, he's a, he's someone who probably shouldn't ever be here. He got yeah. a really lucky opportunity. 
Um, and you never notice that because like watching the movies it's like you know like, I'm a big Fast and Furious fan so it's just like I'm like okay like yeah, they acting bro <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's crazy still cool though like he he yeah. had good energy like I've actually worked with worse than him but he he was just different like I yeah. when I saw the beef between Dwayne the Rock Johnson and yeah. him I was like I get it he yeah. was really hard to work with if you're not like if you're on a movie with him and there's no other big actors, maybe it'd be better. But yeah. I could see if there's bigger names competing with him on set, it could get kind of... There could be an ego battle for sure. Oh, yeah, of I could, yeah, damn. But... I never would have thought. Yeah, he's yeah. still cool. Like, yeah, I would have yeah. ruined his image. Like, he oh, wasn't nah, yeah. a dick to me. He actually was fun to the PAs. It's just more time where I'm like, man, I've never seen anyone waste that much time. Yeah. No, yeah, that's wild. And time plus, is money on those things. Plus, like you said, like that's like you know that's your scenery. That's what you do. So you obviously would know a lot more than from what we know. No, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a battle there. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get to the good stuff. I did a little research. Wanted to be prepared, obviously. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, though. But Destination Fear, the date it said it premiered was October 26, 2019. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's, nice. That's what's up. So how? Did, <laughs> How did that all start from the beginning, and who do you, obviously you mentioned you work with like your friends, and then who do you all work with? Mm-hmm. So like I grew up with the, so the same people I did YouTube with in high school. Yep, I, we did the show together. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean it was basically we we worked with the they picked up that concept, which is that documentary yep. we shot, and uh, they didn't. Luckily, I got them to not want to change much, and so from there it was. Me, Tanner, my buddy Tanner Wiseman, Alex Schrader, and then my sister Chelsea Layden. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then my other buddy Connor Stallings. And then we had another buddy named Alex, all from Lakeville. And we all shot the show and were in the show. Me, Chelsea, and Alex, Tanner were starring in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we worked with the network and the production company in New York. Um, everyone else, luckily, I mean, luckily for them, they, they didn't have to produce the show. And for me, that was more of a a weekly battle just going okay this is what the network's saying and then relaying the yeah. message to all my friends yeah. like what do you guys think and yeah. oh it was crazy but yeah we did that for almost four years almost 50 episodes of tv okay and then uh got canceled about six months ago we moved to youtube <laughs> and it's crazy though like you know people always when i was growing up or just the last couple of years i'd go home to lakeville yeah. and meet someone and they'd go like oh you're a millionaire what's up i'm like i'm not a millionaire <laughs> like people have this idea of cable tv yeah and uh it's just funny because we're on youtube now and we're not even like pressing that hard to make money and i'm mm-hmm. already going to be making more money yes That's yes so- YouTube AdSense, man. Yeah, YouTube ad, But, I mean, on TV, there's just, like, 30 people above you who are collecting yep. the checks. Yep. I was still editing everything, still yep. producing everything, just like I'm doing for the ch- the YouTube channel. But now there's just no hundreds of people above yeah, us. Yeah, that's yep. wild. Yeah, it's definitely... A lot goes to waste. Like, So we raised $300,000 with a Kickstarter to go to film our YouTube channel. And so we're, we have that money in a, in a savings account. Like, yeah. we're going to use that for three whole years and make videos out of. So we have three years of content oh, we can make. Oh, that's, that's, that's smart. That's yeah. smart. Never happens. But the funny thing is, like, I, I tell this to, like, supporters all the time where I'm like, because people think, you know, 300 is a lot and we're going to get three years out of it. Yeah. But if you compare it to the show, that's one episode of our show that was the really? budget for one episode Dang. so you're getting three years of content for what we're 
for what we would do for one episode. And if you go and watch the two, compare the show versus the YouTube channel, it's not that much different. Where yep. it, yeah, that's it begs wild. the question, where the hell was all the money going? Yeah. Because yep, yep. it wasn't going to me or Tanner or Chelsea or Alex. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's honestly, like any anyone out there who's doing creative ventures, like if you have the skills to edit it and to do it, like... It's so much better to try to do it through online. Like, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't change it because I I think it was important to like deal with a network. And for yep. four years, I had yeah. to just kind of get really good at like mm-hmm. working with people who do not agree with me. Yeah. Um, but gosh, dude, like the sec the first month on YouTube, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can do this well here. Like, I would have never had the the wits to like move to YouTube. I would have never said like, let's cancel our show and go to YouTube. So it literally took a crisis to get to that point, which is crazy. That's what's up. That's wild. (laughs) No, I'm glad you mentioned earlier, you talked about like people seeing you, they're like, oh, you're so celebrity or like a millionaire and all that. Now, how do you deal with just obviously like having a mass following on Instagram or Twitter, which is called X now. I don't know why it's called X, but how do you deal with like having that mass following on like Instagram, Twitter? Is that something where it's kind of like, you got like people like blowing up your phone constantly or just how is it? Well, it's funny because uh, it's like it's interesting. <laughs> I, I've thought a lot about it. Like, luckily, I'm an antisocial type where like I do so much work on my computer and yeah. editing that like I rarely go out. But it is weird because we'll go out and it's like every not all the time, but most yeah. of the time there's someone who's like, Dakota, oh my god, I want your shoe. <laughs> and like, I've had moments where I'm like saying something embarrassing. With Tanner and we're and all of a sudden like someone comes up to us and we're like oh fuck were they sitting there the whole time like <laughs> we were just talking so stupid but it's really awkward at times like um especially when I'm antisocial but yeah. if I had a social lifestyle it actually probably would have been more of a curse where it's like if I loved going out but now I can't because people recognize you maybe that would suck but because I don't yeah, love going out true, it's like, well, I kind of just expect it if I'm gonna go out in public like just kind of it does change that a little bit, though. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine what real, true celebrities go through because we're, like, bottom of the barrel. And, like, I just can't even imagine because even when I go grocery shopping, like, it is in the back of my head. Like, okay, look, any one of these people might know who you are. So yeah, yeah. I always just look that, happy. That's so <laughs> crazy. It's funny about blowing up your phone, though. It's, like, it's that's with all the followers. Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of people. But, like, there's really... It's not like my phone, like it's blowing up with it's more like maybe direct messages and all okay. that does but like my actual personal messages is like pretty minimal okay, <laughs> i don't have a lot of like i have a pretty small group of people and that's about it uh but yeah it's i don't know it's actually kind of a lonely lifestyle in a way where you have all these people who i don't know who know me and want to know me but they know me for like a version of what they yeah. see online and then I'm um, like, my real life, I'm like, I hardly talk to a single so person real, a yeah, week. I'm in here. If people saw the amount of hours I'm editing, they'd go like, like I'm, I'm glad people have an idea in their head of what my life is like. So a lot of people think I'm out all the time. I have yeah, this yeah. social lifestyle that's like, dude, I am still, even this point in the game, I'm still putting in 12 hours a day yeah. minimum and six days a week minimum. Still, that's how you gotta grind. Still yeah. playing Call of Duty, going against us, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. And that's the goal. I want to be done by like mid thirties. I just want to retire and be done. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so, how was that? Like, I guess one more thing I can ask is: in the beginning, when you started to gain that like notoriety, or you started to like get that attention, how was it like 
trying to manage and handle. Because if you were to ask me, let's say just like, let's say next week, like I blow up and like I get like all of this, like for me, I feel like that'd be like hectic to handle and manage at first. So how did you manage all that at first? Dude, I don't know. Like, like, it's definitely like there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it. Like, um, even just like we've had like some beef with a different show online. Uh, This guy who produced our show with me and he's just a total dick and uh like i called him out a little bit on twitter and like even <laughs> that anxiety was intense like it's yeah. like holy crap there's thousands of people now either agreeing with me or absolutely disagreeing yep, with me and yep. telling me i should go die um but i don't know i just i think luckily so like this was like the biggest blessing of all was i i got to do those two years we talked about and yep. those movie sets so I got to see what it looks like when you're someone who's responsible with that power and who's nice to people. And I got to see countless examples of what not to do. So by the time we got the show, I literally sat Chelsea, Alex, and Tanner down and we all just had a discussion. And it was like, we're going to keep each other in check. If anyone gets any sort of an inflated ego, you're going to need to sit out for a couple episodes. Yep. And, just, and like we all yeah. just were had each other just like we, we were extra cautious of everyone and like that's the thing we didn't let it you can't let it inflate you or build yep. like because then you just yep. lose it you lose what makes it cool like mm-hmm. if, and when you meet people in public too if they think like oh that guy thinks he's so cool like at some point they're gonna go he's not cool is he but like if you just are normal down to earth like people love that and it's easier too because you don't have to fake it <laughs> staying true to yourself i preach that a lot mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. It's super important it goes a long way too I mean, if you blew up, though, tomorrow, like, if something like that happened, like, it's just, I don't know. It just kind of becomes a reality. And yeah. You just have to be a little more careful about what you say yep. and how you say it. Like, I definitely don't try to tweet anything unless I'm really, like, all right, I mean this. I'm passionate yeah. about this. Yeah. But it's crazy. I think the scary thing is with this industry is, like, it just seems so... I don't know. I mean, it's getting better, but it seems like it's so... You're either on Team Hollywood or you're not. Yeah. So that's why I just stay out of everything, politics and everything. I'm like, I don't even care enough. Like, it's just weird. I've seen... It's not like a cult, but it's like Hollywood and L.A. in general is just like, oh, it's different. Yeah. It's just not as pure or innocent, and people are all trying to do the same thing. Same thing. And then you get the moochers. Like, I've definitely felt that where, like, I've talked to certain girls and, like, after a couple hours, I'm like, oh. It's I, there, you, yeah. You uh, keep asking about that show and <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. all that stuff. And it's more than just interest. It's, uh, I don't know. That part comes with, like, it's hard. Like, you have people come into your life that probably are just trying to use you to get to the next phase yeah. of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to be really, really open and keep your eyes wide open for that. So what do you do when you come across that? Like, what's your... What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I just ignore it. Yeah. Like, I can tell. And luckily for me, like I said, it's, it pays off to be antisocial because very few of my awkward interactions are even with someone in person. Yeah. It's mostly like, oh, this guy's hitting me up. He's, got, he's verified. Oh, that's cool. Who is he? Oh, he's doing the same thing we're doing. And then after a couple weeks, it's like... I mean, this is like the one thing... There's been, like, a couple of people who have reached out, like, we got to collab, let's do right. videos together, and I'm, like, totally down for it. But then, like, a couple of weeks go by, and it's like, man, they've, they're, like, really on my case about collabing. And, like, next thing you know, it's, like, a month later, and they're like, 
when are we going to do this? Are we doing this thing? And it's like, wait a second. This seems like you just really need to do this. And yeah. Like, yeah. I, got, I like building up. Like, I have these buddies, Sam and Colby, and they're, like, really, really big on YouTube. I think they have, like, 10 million subscribers. Damn. They're, I think, the most successful in the paranormal. But, like, when we met them, we didn't even know that. And then um, it was a relationship that just formed, like, naturally. No one was trying to use each other for anything. Yep. And we, we actually ended up hanging out for, like, probably every every other week for like almost a year before people even like knew we were like close right. and that was like the right way to do it like we didn't jump the gun i feel like that's you just got to be careful of is like oh his new friend it's interesting that the second we started hanging out he took a selfie and put yeah. it on a story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay i see how we're friends yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's all right i don't even deal with it near as much as major celebrities do i couldn't imagine that like that would just suck yeah that would be pretty hectic but that is what you sign up for when you do this. That's true, yeah. Just, you know, willingly. <laughs> so you talked about working, obviously, you work with your sister, Chelsea. What mm-hmm. is that like working with her? Obviously, growing up together to now doing big things together. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool. Like, because we always used to go break into abandoned buildings when we were younger. And that was kind of like a hobby. Like, let's go get scared. Um, so when this came up, like, it wasn't even, like, I didn't even, it wasn't until years later that it hit me. But, like... Yeah, we kind of were able to, because of the show, we were able to bond, like, so much more than I would have bonded with her. And I got to see her every couple months for weeks at a time. And mm-hmm. so that part has just been cool. Like, we've actually grown a lot closer together. And Chelsea's, like, super smart with business and just her brain is wired like that. And so before, you know, when it came to the TV show, anything business or decision-wise it's kind of just on me because i was the executive producer right but now on youtube it's awesome because she's actually running the business and the the bookkeeping side of this a project for your entity now and i get to focus on the creative and just awesome like the fact that even with my friends tanner and alex and connor and like the fact that like every tuesday we have a call together and we just do like a 45 minute hour call catch up on everything kind of divvy out tasks like that even is so cool like if i was doing this on for any other company maybe it wouldn't be as cool because i don't know any of these people but every tuesday i get to wake up and call tanner alex chelsea and connor and have a 45 minute chat about our company i'm like this is so cool it's unreal but it wasn't easy like getting everyone involved like Alex and Connor uh, and Tanner, or Connor and Alex who did camera work. Yep. I had to completely lie about their resumes when we got the show. <laughs> I was the executive producer, so I got to lie where I was like, no, these guys are great. We need yeah, it. That's funny. You know, I think that there's definitely something to that, though. Like, you got to fake it till you make it for no, sure. Yeah, I've yeah, seen true. that in every, yeah. like, I've met people who were boom operators, like, out holding the boom mic on big movie sets. And they're, like, I've met a guy who was really successful at it. And he was like, dude, yeah, my first boom operating gig, I just said, yes, I'll be there. I didn't know what I was doing. It's like in, in the small off times, I was asking the other operators, like, what do I do? Yeah. That's crazy. And, uh, wow. Sometimes, like, you just got to do that. Like, That's true. Uh, there's a, one more small example of faking it till you make it. I was signed up for a website called the Minnesota Film Board when I was before the show. And I put all my credentials in there. And my dad had access to it, too. And he was kind of helping me apply to random things every once in a while. And he freaking applied me to this movie set, one of the ones I did in Minnesota, as an assistant director. At the time, I was not qualified. I was, an, <laughs> I was a production assistant, not an assistant director. 
and I got the job and I didn't know until he told me my dad was like hey you just got hired as an assistant director on a million dollar indie movie in Minnesota I was like dad like I literally for 10 hours just fought him on it like this is so stupid you can't (laughs) sign me up for shit like I'm not qualified I can't do it I can't do it and eventually when push came to shove I just did it It it's like well what's the worst that can happen like a month later it was like one of the most growth I've ever had like yeah yeah, maybe I wasn't qualified but like I asked the right questions and I did the work and it was the best thing I did so like you kind of just have to push yourself out of your comfort zone do things you don't even think you can do yeah, that's true. Up. That's what's up. You mentioned your dad signing you up for that. How how important or how big of a role have your parents played in like, oh, this whole journey? So huge. I mean, I have kept them involved, too. Yeah, like, of course. I, I've never wanted them to not be involved. But, I mean, dude, I wouldn't be here without that. Like, most importantly, back to the YouTube before the show and everything, when we were in high school and middle school, like, I'm running around the neighborhood with guns and blood and puke and just everything that's, like, not fun as a parent to deal with, like, yeah. fake guns and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they just let me do it and they supported it. And they would even give me ideas, like, it'd be really funny if, you know, <laughs> if, uh, like, they had ideas that were, like, raunchy, effed up humor for the channel. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I can imagine your mom <laughs> saying I, I can, that. I can yeah. imagine your dad saying that. And then, obviously, like, getting the show, they were really good to just be good you know moral support and good like grounding people that get me back to normal if things get crazy and and it can too like life the life gets weird like when you're on a show because it's like yeah i'm editing 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 but oh my god now i'm at comic-con in san diego and holy crap we're on the kelly clarkson show right now what the fuck and then back to editing and like life just gets weird like you need your parents to, and my family just to kind of bring me back to reality yeah, like really, hey yeah, you're yeah, still 100%. a fucking idiot son <laughs> you're right you're right you're right dad so, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the kelly clarkson show when did you do that yeah i think that was like 2020 okay yeah we did yeah. her one of our first seasons of her show um and that's just like the, what happens with the tv thing is yeah. like next thing you know you're doing these really cool things meeting insanely famous people and it's just Crazy. weird. That's what's up. But definitely, yeah. Can't let it get to your head, though, because yeah. even, like, meeting these people, like, nothing against any of these celebrities, but, like, talking to you guys here, like, you guys are just as smart, just as intelligent, maybe even more than these celebrities. Mm-hmm. And I think they get, a, they get a rap. People idolize these people like they are special and better, and it's like, dude, none of these... I've met so many of them now, like, none of these people are actually better or special. It's right. just they've been put on a pedestal. Exactly, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's So what advice, I guess, real quick, would you give out to anyone, like, in content, like, oh, me and Xavier being podcasters or, like, YouTubers or anyone just out there content, creation, content in general? Like, just first starting out or uh-huh. the best advice you give them? Biggest advice would be don't do anything you don't believe in. So, like, you, you have to believe in what you're talking about, what you're doing, because it's so tempting to see, like, trends and be like, oh, I got to do that. Like, yeah. that's hot right now. But you don't want to become the person that's just trying to stick with the trends. You want right. to, yeah. The only way you'll make a voice and a name for yourself is just to stay true to your voice. And that's something I've been trying to do for years is just... And with the show, even, like, the, if the network got their way with the show, it would have been a completely different show. I fought so hard to stick with my voice and, like, what I wanted. Yeah. And what I wanted wasn't trying to copy what someone else was doing. It, that's why I fought so hard. I was like, mm-hmm. this is so original. Um, just be original and chase your dreams. And, like, don't, just don't 
like let anyone else or don't let society or social media tell you like what you should do you still have to play by the rules a little bit like if you're doing just an example like if you're doing a gaming channel on youtube like it'd be really dumb not to go check out all the big gaming channels and study what they're doing right but at the end of the day when you go back to making your videos like don't copy them just kind of have an idea in your head of what's working like it works really well when they play this game i'm gonna play that game um, whatever, like, but be yourself for sure, and, I mean, don't get caught up in the craziness, like, don't, I, I did not party, I did not, I, I smoked weed and chilled and had yeah. fun, mm-hmm. drank with friends, right. yeah, like, yeah. I was not a big partier in high school, all the way up the line, middle school and up, like, I didn't party, and I really, truthfully, just stuck to it, and I think that's, that's, like, a big thing. There's so many people out there who feel like maybe they're not smart enough, but what they don't realize is there's not enough... Even the smart people aren't working that hard sometimes. True. And if you can outwork the other person, you're going to elevate so fast. And that's how I... That's true. That's what happened with me in my career. Just I nev- Every job I showed up to, I worked 100%, smile on my face, no drama. That's another thing, too. True. Like, on yep. these movie sets... Yep. I learned right away. I'll turn. Mm. Oh, sorry. Oh. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but like on these movie sets, right away, I learned like there were some really qualified people who were way better at than than me. But then they would be drama queens and they'd yeah. be starting drama. And then yep. halfway into the movie, I I realized like my boss hates that person because they're a drama queen. Yep. Yep. And they're nothing to do. Like they're way better than me. But then lo and behold, the next movie, I got offered like the job and that person wasn't there. And it's like wow. So just good attitude i mean literally i was delivering coffees and organic juices and lunches for two years to people and to half of the people who just looked at me like i was nothing and oh thank you and took it i did that for two years and like you just gotta grind and put in your time and you know you That's can't, crazy. But like the partying is honestly such a big thing. Like I'm not trying to say don't have fun because yeah. you gotta have fun, and I still try to make it a point to socialize as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. But like I've seen some of the brightest, most brilliant people lose it to that, where they're just too focused on oh it's Saturday, let's go out. It's Sunday, right. it's Friday. It's like no, the people who are millionaires and making it, most of them are the ones who are looking at Saturday like an, like an additional day that I get to work that most people aren't. Yeah, that, that's, that's smart. And man. at least till like you're a, a little while, you know, live right. like that. If yeah. it's not working after a couple of years, take a new path. But like, dude, too many people give up. Too many people are such like low energy or they just don't even allow enough time to pass to maybe see the uh, fruits of their labor. Right. Dang, that motivated me a little. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, you definitely like, motivated yeah. me. Yeah, Glad you said that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just hate to see it. Like, dude, I've met people who, it's like two problems. People who are really genius and brilliant who just kind of waste their life away with either partying or just other side things that are not their career. Yeah. Uh, and then there's people who just are brilliant and, like, Aren't, aren't partying but they right. don't want to put in the work they don't yeah they expect yeah. oh dude it's the worst i've in this industry i've met too many people who just expect it where yeah. they're like well i'm in the industry like why don't i get a job it's like well no you literally might have to go knock on doors to get that job or, or be around people or apply yourself but just dude like you have to apply to yourself or nothing's gonna happen and it, it might not be like 
a couple weeks of sending out emails. It might be months. Like when we did, before the show, I was doing some music videos on the side. And uh, all I did every day was I'd wake up and spam the inbox of every single artist I could find. With, hey, this is who I am. I want to do your next video. Here's a link to one of the videos I've done. And 99% of the people rejected it didn't even respond some people responded with really mean comments like well maybe in five years kid like stuff (laughs) like that like oh shit okay yeah Uh, but i got like three gigs out of that one of them was like all edm producers and like it was like so once i was actually filming those things i was like oh my god like i can't believe they actually trusted me to do this but i didn't wake up every day and just that's true spam people and try to get something going like, dude, uh, it's a shame. It's literally what bothers me the most is seeing people who sit back, they wake up, and it's like they're waiting for stuff to come to them yeah, and happen yeah. to them. And it's like, it yeah. doesn't work like that. does not work like that. Literally, the most famous directors say that still to this day. They're like, I don't, they don't end a movie and just get hired to do the next most of the time. Like, yeah. most of the time, it's like, all right, it's over. If I want to do another movie, I got to go write that movie. So now I need to sit in the room for six months and write that movie. Yeah. They gotta make it good. Like, it's such a grind, and so many people have false expectations. They want they want what's at the top, which is the right. fame, the exactly. money, but they are not willing to put in the work. And then in the end, if that's how you live, you just end in the middle, or you didn't right. you didn't yeah. get to the top, and you also didn't really get anywhere, and you, you just kind of wasted your life away. Yeah, see, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because that's also where growth comes in. Like you said, like a lot of people want the top. I'll be real, like, that was, like, that was kind of my mindset in, like, high school. It's like, you know, like, going to football, it's like, oh, like, you know, I want to start varsity. I want this, I want that. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I would never put in the work. Or yeah. I'll just, you know, I'll do the bare minimum. But I'm glad you said that because how we talked about getting you had to go through stuff. I felt like, for me, just personally, going through that mindset I had in high school where I want this, I want that, but I would not work for it. I would do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. to now it's like okay i want this i want that but i know what i got to do to get there yeah that's true and it's like i i don't know sometimes like i like now it's like the grind the hustle so like you kind of like it like yeah. you love it. you kind of like mold into it you're like dude like this is like this is who you are now this is who you're becoming yeah and it, like it keeps you focused like okay you know this is what you're gonna have to do throughout the day to get there so mm-hmm. like not like i said this is yourself from the angle but it also gives you just something to do throughout the day because like you said if you just want this but you're not doing nothing you're not working towards it it's like know where you at especially like consistency too with this type of stuff like podcasts or just social media like that's another big piece of advice just staying consistent even if you're not seeing traction people fans and a base they need to know that like this person is committed yeah i'm not going to subscribe if i feel like this person is not going to upload videos or upload content and it's that part is so important and then like i mean i've met a there's a really famous not famous popular uh musician guy and he so good like he had so much talent and he was his problem was though is he didn't have a big following yet and he was putting out like a song two songs a year that's about it and then he was charging people too and i like had to talk with him like me and my buddies all talk with him because we were like dude you're so talented like you could be huge but you need to put out quadruple the songs and you need to put them out for free on SoundCloud. Yeah, like, yeah. No one's yep. going to buy your stuff until they know how, how exactly, good it is. Exactly. And so it's like, but I've seen that over and over again, like just stay committed. Yep. And don't, uh, like momentum is a huge thing. On YouTube especially, that's what we've been taught by some of these people who have been kind of mentoring us is like, don't take too long of breaks. And if you do, let your audience know like when, what's happening, when's the next videos. And like, you just don't want to, 
you don't want to start something and then go like, ah, I'll do another one in a couple months and whatever. And then you do it and it's like, that'll never grow if you don't have a chain of content. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause I, (laughs) like I, I, my plan with this podcast is, uh, I I can't remember. I think it was like June, whatever. I got like a final episode because like how I said, when I started the podcast, it was more of like a healing and coping method. Nice. Like I was at the point where like, I'm healed, I'm done from it. And, like, obviously, shout out to X and my brother. They were like, you may be healed, but, like, what about other people that need to listen to your stuff? True. So, yeah, I'm just glad you said that was a little side note. But, yeah. yeah, that's good. I love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, <laughs> Hell yeah. Positive vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and how important is that just to have, like, obviously, like, me doing podcasting, Xavier doing podcasting, like, we both do it, but, like, obviously, we have a different way of doing it, but, like, we're still, like, mm-hmm. like I don't look at it like, this is somebody I got out compete, or this yeah. is somebody I got out do. So, like, how important is it to just have a good support system? Oh, really, really important. I mean, they say all ships rise, so it's, like, even on YouTube now, like, we are trying to support all the other yeah, channels because, mm-hmm. like, if someone's interested in that paranormal channel, well, there's a high chance they're going to be interested in ours then, too. Exactly, yeah. Um, but the support system is very needed and surround yourself with, like, good support, too. Like, I have a few friends that I know if I ask them something, it's going to be dead honest. Like, yeah, blunt, yeah. And that's what you but need. But you need that. Hell oh, yeah. yes, man. Yeah, yeah, you need that. You need that. And just be aware, too. Like, yep. When you start to... I think that's something people can do in their earlier life is start taking notice of that. Like, what are... This is this friend. I've asked him so many things over the years. How do I really feel? He, oh, he's kind of telling me the truth, but he also doesn't ever want to offend me. Yeah. Just know, but like I, you have to have a couple people that you're yeah. like, hey, that's what true. is the truth? What's the blunt truth? What should I do here? Yeah, that's very true. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I forgot what else was I about to add. Oh, yeah, so I saw this, Uh, just to kind of relating to that, like I saw this quote that's like, nowadays everyone's trying to outdo everyone, but I'm just trying to like outdo the old me. Yeah. So I don't like... Like I said, like with podcasting, I don't like not trying to like, I don't want to outdo anyone. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I got to outdo this person or shine this person, but really just trying to outdo the OG. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. But now let's get into some ghost stories. Oh, Destination shit. for you. I had, what is your, uh, what was your first place you meant to do first? Off? Let's start off there. First place, first episode. What was that like? So the first episode of the show was called Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Okay. It was so scary. I mean, we've gotten a lot better at, like, handling fear. Yeah. This is a massive abandoned prison mm-hmm. where, um, what's his name? I, so many, so many evil people were there. And, uh, it was creepy. Like, how you do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I think the worst thing is if people are listening, like, the, the big thing is if we sleep alone at these places. So, it's, like, the first, from, like, 7 to almost midnight, we're kind of in a group exploring. It's yeah. still scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, come 1 a.m., you're in your own building till sunrise. What? And that is the tough part. And that never gets easier. Um, but, I mean, it's funny. Our first season was really, really scary. Like, we were terrified. But then our third episode, we were at a sanatorium called Sweet Springs, sanatorium it's in west virginia super creepy building and it was like built by thomas jefferson and then it was turned into a hospital and then it was turned into it's like had all these layers and um we were in the basement and tanner who's like our biggest guy in the group really deep voice like he called everyone down to his spot and he's like i'm hearing voices like there's someone like taunting me and so we're all like listening with like (laughs) quiet you know how like when you really listen you can almost hear ringing yeah so everyone's just that quiet listening 
And it sounds like someone came into the room, like as if they're 10 feet away from us and just screamed like a female male-ish animalistic voice. Um, Oh man, I can't do that one. I'm going. And like the thing is about this location is it's so out in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't like someone did break in. We were, we thought for a second someone maybe just broke in, but like, by the end of the night, we our conclusion was no one broke in. Like, we don't know how that happened. And it was actually so bad that when... Because we, like we had, like, a deal with our company that most TV shows, ghost shows, when they go to a haunted location, they're not alone. They have, like, ten people with them. They're camera guys. They're producer around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. When we started the show, that was my... I would not do the show unless they let us go in alone because I'm, like... We don't need you. I'm, right. I know how to operate cameras. Yeah. And we're going to be not scared. So, like... This on this occasion, the crew shows up at like seven thirty with the RV in the morning. Yeah, and Tanner is literally like out the door, like demons are real. It's real. <laughs> oh my god! And like from that point on, I think all of us have been kind of scarred because we had cameras set up in the building too, in multiple areas. And uh, when that happened with Tanner, we all left the building. We went outside. We were so scared. Yeah. And then while we were outside, we're like, fuck, we left your camera in the basement. But it's still recording. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I wonder if it's capturing anything. So, when we get back to Vegas and we're editing the show, and it, it ends up making the cut. But while we're outside talking about what just happened, the camera in the basement captured this, like, almost like Native American sounding chanting. And oh, it's, like, clear as day on audio. And it's like, okay, well, if we thought someone broke in, the only way for that to be possible is for them to immediately have left because we did a whole search of the property. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, that just proved it to me that like that wasn't a person. That was something going on down there in that basement. We actually did go back. Our first video of Project Fear was Sweet Springs because it was so impactful that we we're like, so we told the whole story, showed the clips of what happened to us last time, and then we went and spent the night there again. And this time, I captured a door opening uh, or shutting on Ooh. camera. No, sir. It's like no, the sir. one place where I'm like, this is for real. Like, this is kind of, we go to some haunted places that are like in the magazines and are said to be the most haunted. And it's like, okay, it was right. just a creepy night, but nothing yeah. crazy. But that, that place has been like, what the hell? Every time. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so you don't have, you going like you guys said you're going alone. Do you not have any like security or like, you said like out in the middle of nowhere. Was it like West Virginia where you said that was? Mm-hmm. So like, what if like. Uh, you don't. You guys don't think like, what if something happens? Like, we need someone to call right away, or is it like? No, we, yeah. Well, we had uh, our most recent, our last upload was called like something like someone broke in, and yeah. so we did have a trespasser break in in that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the scary thing is is we don't have a plan if something happens like that, other than just to leave and get out. Okay. Um, when we had the show, it was a little easier because even though we were alone. Uh, the before we we let's say we arrived at seven p.m. from like noon to six p.m. we had a couple of camera guys there getting creepy shots of the building. Yeah, right. So like by the time we showed up, even though we were alone, we felt good knowing like okay, well these guys were here all day. Like if there was a homeless person or someone living here, they're probably gone. But now with the YouTube channel, it's straight up pulling into these haunted locations at nine o'clock at night. It's dark, and it's just us. It's so yeah. weird. And like That's crazy. we have no idea if someone's in there now, how long the building's been empty. So it's scary. But we do have like a good little walkie system going and okay. when we sleep alone we 
we just try to be cautious of that too, like yeah. as much as we can. But I don't know. We're probably with YouTube are gonna run into some major problems soon because, like, we've had people find out where we are. Like, not even I would say fans, but people who just know of us have found out where we are and tried to show up while we were there. Oh really? And oh so, really? Like, yeah. And they know we sleep alone, so oh, oh, yeah, you know, right. who knows? Uh, so we've definitely got to figure out something. Like we're going. I'm really worried for this one. We leave in two weeks, and it's a, a, a high, an asylum in Connecticut, and it's the most rundown, the most Sil- secluded we've ever been. It's like, see across like the lake right there? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's this much land from here to across that lake of just woods and every like couple hundred yards of random abandoned buildings. Oh. And it, last That's time... I, w- I mean, when we were there last time, we went there for the show. No one knows this, but we hired seven cops, and they were outside of every building the night before we showed up the owner was there like cleaning up part something and she got shot at and so we're when we did that for destination fear it's called (laughs) norwich we were so scared but we felt good because we were like all right we have seven cops we have our more than we actually have people here like keeping us safe this time but now we're going back in two weeks for project fear and we have no cops, no nothing, and Dang. I'm like, I don't even for that. know, man. You're wild for that. Like, if we, I just know, like, there's, just knowing the location, there's a 90% chance we'll find someone breaking in, for sure, just based off last time. Like, we will come across someone. So hopefully that someone is just some teenagers trying, thrill seekers, not some yeah. cracked out, like, yeah, people dude, trying to do man. drugs. That's that's, that's scary. That. Yeah, that's like half the fear sometimes. Is yeah. people like, okay, is this a ghost or is this a person? I don't know which is worse. Oh yeah, yeah I guess right. you wouldn't know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Damn. So, destination fear was on for four years. Yeah. Right, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty three. What was the best part about it? And what was what is what was the highs about it? And what was the lows about it? Yeah, I would say the highs was just being able to make a show with my yep. friends, someone who's a I'm a filmmaker so like to have that credit now is cool like Mm -hmm. especially going forward cable may not be a thing for a long time in a few years so like to say like I had a cable show is cool but also kind of old school (laughs) but I'd say like the highs are just being able to do it with my friends but the lows were I think this is my main the main low was um, the network and I kind of get it but I also don't they Every time we'd submit an episode, I just couldn't be funny in the episodes. Like, everyone else oh, could really? say a couple jokes. Yeah. If I said one thing, they were like, cut it out, Dakota. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're supposed to be the leader. Yeah. And, like, so that kind of became my role was, like, you're supposed to be the leader. Like, Tanner and Alex, they can be doing funny voices, but, like, you're the leader. You don't do that. And so, like, they needed me to be serious. And I think that, like, really took a toll on me after about two years. I was, like what people are seeing on TV is so not who I am yeah. that it just feels gross. Like yeah, I actually I had a mean, sick yeah. feeling in my stomach. So I'm like, this isn't even me. And if, if it was a cool version of me, maybe yeah. I'd like it. Or yeah. I'm like, well, it's not me, but that version's pretty cool. But no, this version sucks. He's like way yeah, too serious, you... way too, not, not even scared, but just like, like, here's an example. We would go, part of the show is we try to have fun on, cause it's a road trip. So we would go like, we're going to go whitewater rafting. But the network would basically say, if you want to go whitewater rafting, the only way we'll let that make the show 
is if at some point while you're doing it, Dakota can talk about the haunted place you're going to. Right. So it's like we're sitting there like, okay, well, we're going to go whitewater rafting. At some point, i got to figure out how to talk about this haunted location. Mm-hmm. So we'd be in the middle of rafting. Everyone's like, yeah, woohoo!" And then I'd be like, yeah, there's a demon at this hospital we're going to. <laughs> and, like, it'd be, just be like, I was literally the buzzkill of the show. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when people, like, get to know That's me, so tough. it's not like I'm a big, energetic person. But, like, I, when I started YouTube back in middle school, it was comedy. Yeah. And I love comedy. Mm-hmm. And I like making people laugh. And, like... There would literally be a scene where, like, Alex would be doing a goofy voice. Like, I don't even know how to do it. Just be doing a goofy voice. And then I would, like, chime in after and kind of do the same voice and chime in on the joke. And then the network would just be like, what's Dakota doing? We don't get that. What's that (laughs) voice? That's crazy. I would hate that. Well, I literally had to call them one time. I'm like, you know how you're asking what that voice is I'm doing? They're like, yeah. I'm like, go five seconds back. That's the voice Alex is doing, too. Yeah. I was copying him. They're like, oh, well, it just doesn't really work with you. Like, you're the leader. <laughs> like, God, dad, I'm just, I'm not the leader. I'm actually the youngest one in this oh, group. I hate that. Yeah, and that was another part. Like, they treated me like I'm supposed to be the leader, but I'm like, okay, Chelsea's three years older than me. Alex is two years older than me, and Tanner's three years older than me. Like, I'm the young one. I'm not the yeah. leader. I don't know. But now that we're on YouTube, you can see the difference. It's a major yeah. difference. There's none of that. Like, it's funny when it's funny, and it's scary when it's scary. Yeah. We don't force anything. I'm glad you... That's, that's real. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. That was real right there. Now, you talked about YouTube. We will get into that, but it's going to be my man X's podcast. So before yeah. we end this, and we go into that, any final advice you got to give out there? Oh, man. Words of encouragement before we jump I mean, right back into it? I think, I mean, anyone listening to this, I hope that some of that helped uh i mean help me out for real no yeah me too (laughs) yeah i was yeah Yeah, me too i mean literally i'm just a guy from lakeville minnesota who somehow had a tv show at 21 and the only reason is because i kept my head up and i worked really hard and that's it i didn't f around yep so many people party have fun but don't waste your life away like you're gonna get to your 30s and be like what was i doing like and try to find i think more one more piece of advice would just be try to find like don't go to college unless you know this is something I want to do till I'm 80. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go there. I have too many friends who are spending $100,000 in debt right now and that for a degree that they're not even using. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't so go to college wild. because I knew what I wanted to do. And I also had a good enough idea of, like, I don't think I actually need it. I feel like I've actually learned enough online already. Um, but, like, too many people get to the age of 18, and it might be peer pressure from parents too and they just go to college you know and it's like you're spending so much money especially today like do not do that unless you know this is what I want to do and it's like totally fine I, I would say for people like I didn't go to college I but when I didn't go I was anticipating like I might go yeah so right. I'm just gonna work for a couple of years and I may end up going so like if you Let's just say you're doing what I did film. Like if you're going, not going to go to college, well, then you do have to actively do just as much or more work. Right. Like treat your Monday to Friday like school and go mm-hmm. on YouTube and watch tutorials on the thing you're trying to learn. Once you've learned enough, go put it to the test. Go try that thing now. And like that's what I did always. Is I wasn't in school, but I felt like every day... I, when it came to like midnight, I could look back and go like, all right, I'm glad I'm not in school because I did so much more today, learned so much more. That's true. Um, but just don't, too many people get ahead of themselves. It's like they're 18, they go, oh, I'm in business, business school, for sure. And then like they, they turn 23 and they're like, 
oh, business. What am, I don't even know. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's, why'd you spend all that money? Like, mm-hmm. you should have just maybe gotten a job at Subway for a couple years and you <laughs> figured it out. Like, no, yeah, true. It seems like a, the low degrading move to go get a job at Subway. But in the end, if you're saving yourself yeah, money, like, and that's like, true. Yeah. Wait till you know what you want to do. And you might not know. And then some people may know and be in my shoes, but they're like, but there's so much available, like, knowledge on the internet. Like, then maybe try that first. I'm a really good self-learner, so mm-hmm. that was easy for me. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's what's all that. Yeah, so there we you go. Said that. Good advice, good advice. <laughs> all One good final advice. quote. Do what you got to do. Make sure you want to do it. It was a blessed mm-hmm. talking to you guys. My boy Dakota, my boy X. Yes, sir. This is Heck part yeah. one. You'll hear part two on X's podcast. That being said, I love y'all. I'll catch y'all later. Peace.